Welcome to Sunday. I've been thinking of my mum, as we would this Mother's Day. Uh, you know, mum was born in 1927, and uh, when she was 12 years old, uh, her mum died in the middle of the night from an asthma attack. And um, that must have been incredible, 12 years old, uh, losing your mum and having a very... Uh, entrepreneurial father and uh, a younger brother and a sister and uh, a neighbor became the housekeeper in those days and and uh, kind of the child minder and uh, dad 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 my grandfather you know he wasn't that great at the details he was a bit of a fun time sort of person so you know mum grew up with a a great big rare chow dog called Mr. Wu. For a while they had a pet monkey. They had a full-size billiard table and a full-size roulette wheel on the billiard table. So it was all a bit kind of kooky and crackers. And, uh, and then just a couple of years after mum died, a, a bomb, a Second World War bomb landed not far from being in their garden. And her father, who was required during the war, uh, put the three children uh, on a ship and not even he knew where they were leaving from. So they caught a train, he waved them off and uh, that was the last time uh, he saw them for the duration of the war uh, as they left uh, England in the last unescorted convoy uh, out of Southampton, bound down the south coast, uh, down the, sorry, west coast of Africa uh, and around the Cape to uh, to Australia where she stayed with an aunt and during that time on the voyage um, uh, they were they were basically followed by u-boats and at least one boat in that convoy was torpedoed and destroyed and she tells story after story of, of uh, isolation and loneliness anxiety uh, and she still says today as a 93 year old woman you know, I, I genuinely uh, did not ever expect to see land again. Ironically, my brother, who's uh, passionate about boats, uh, has, has boats. Uh, my mum hates boats. <laughs> She'd do anything not to go in them. But I rang her yesterday and uh, she's 94 next birthday and she asked me pretty much the same questions Every time, are you, what are you doing for a job these days? I'm, I'm running the church, Mum. Oh, oh yes, and uh, and you've moved, haven't you? When are you moving? That was two years ago, Mum, but yeah, we have moved. Oh, what's the address? You must send me the address, and so on and so forth. But she says she's well cared for, and that, that always makes you glad. In the Gospel uh, today... Um, it's Mary's song, and you find Mary's song in Luke chapter 1. I just want to read a little tiny section of it. It's Luke chapter 1 uh, and verse 46, just a couple of verses. Mary, the mother of the Lord Jesus, said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. 
to me, it's very beautiful as this very young woman uh, rejoices in the God that she's known as her saviour. I wonder when God became your saviour. I wonder if God was your mum's saviour. Certainly for this young woman, she knew God as saviour. I remember my mum uh, coming to a personal faith in Jesus sometime uh, after I did, but it was friends of mine and particularly the mother of a friend of mine who just uh, would keep in touch with mum and ring her and then eventually they started doing simple Bible study together and uh, mum came to faith. It's such a beautiful thing and so encouraging. And as I think of uh, Mary's journey uh, through life, uh, just the challenges of it, the whole um, experience of the birth of Jesus, the shepherds, the star, the discomfort, um, these magi, these wise seers from the east coming. And... Uh, going to weddings in Cana, um, holding things in her heart as her son performs miracles, the loss of her own husband somewhere in there because Jesus seems to have assumed leadership of the family and then ultimately his brother James uh, later on. Um, then that whole unravelling of the family as Jesus' ministry started and uh, he sat down in the synagogue and read from the scroll of Isaiah and declared that that which had been read had been fulfilled right then in their hearing in a small town, a small agrarian town called Nazareth up on the hill in Galilee. And uh, the townsfolk being able, unable to hear it. How would a mother take both the profundity of what her son has just said and, and then the violent reaction of the community. And not only that, but the violent reaction of her own children towards one of the siblings. And then uh, they follow Jesus at various times. They accuse him of lunacy and tell him to stop shaming the family because much of his behaviour would have been perceived in their culture as shaming the family, but knowing that here, the eldest son of the um, uh, Jesus Ben Joseph family, uh, Jesus son of Joseph family, uh, was gathering a following and a crowd and then going down to Capernaum where he'd moved into Peter's house, where Jesus had moved to Peter's house and, and standing outside the door of Peter's house and telling him that he was an embarrassment and his response being my mother and my brothers, who are my mother and my brothers. It's hard, isn't it? This thing called life and family and being together. As I think of my mum, I know by far the hardest thing, and I say it again and again and again, is being here with you, some of whom... Um, are kind of mothers to me in a way when my real mum is far away. And then that final ultimate grief of, of uh, the death, the crucifixion of Jesus and Jesus from the cross declaring 
to John. John, your mother. Mother, your son. And making sure that she was cared for and looked after. And I suppose the gospel evidence of this, you know, most famous of all mothers is of someone who holds ground, holds ground for God, holds it in her heart, holds ground as she sees this eldest son breaking out into the fullness of his purpose on earth and sees the response of the other children and her role, I imagine, just trying to keep that together and finally seeing the untimely death of her beloved eldest son. The gospel evidences mothers holding but also giving away, um, becoming less in order that the children that they've uh, born and raised can become more. Grandparents are doing that as well. Uh, aunts are doing that. Men and women who have no relation are doing that and becoming that mentor and that guide and that wonderful counsellor uh, for young people everywhere today. And so on this Mother's Day, uh, as we think of those incredible words that we read in Luke where Mary cries out, from now on all generations will call me blessed. I found myself asking just two questions. How has my mum blessed me? And how have I been a blessing? How has your mum blessed you? How have you been a blessing? That word uh, blessed, blessed are you, that appears in Luke chapter 1 in Mary's song there, carries this interesting idea. It literally carries the words well-worded, well-worded, um, en logos. And... That carries the idea of being spoken well of. But for us, that's a very kind of trivial thing. This was uh, the person, Mary in this case, being well spoken of by God. These words, the words blessed, carried through in the Old Testament, very much have this much deeper, richer expression of us as God's children being blessed, being well spoken of uh, by God, by him literally coming down and kneeling down and coming near us and speaking well of us, to us first, to our hearts, to our need, to know that someone who deserves to be listened to is speaking well of us but also of us, then hearing that word and looking up and receiving that which is gifted to us. It's something you receive as well as something you are, this blessing. So how has your mum blessed you? How have you been a blessing? Well, God bless you today. 
to read Mary's song. It's so beautiful and so encouraging. And I pray God blesses you today and is an encouragement to you for his glory and his salvation, which is ours in Christ. Amen.